Thank you for downloading the following message from the Pickerington Church of Christ. We pray that this message will be a blessing to you as you walk with the Lord. For more information or to find additional resources, locate us on the web at pickeringtonchurch.org. Enjoy the message. My name is Robbie Heisey. My wife, Gracie, and I have been attending church here at Pickerington for about two years now. For those of you that don't know us or have never seen us before, we sit right over there. (laughs) Come say hi sometime. I want to thank God for bringing us together here tonight so we can sing praises to him and learn more about his word. I also want to thank Matt for coming to me about a month ago and giving me the opportunity to speak to you all about mental illness. This is a subject that is not often talked about, but it's a subject that is very near and dear to my heart. Growing up, I was always fascinated with how the mind works. What makes people do the things that they do? How our experiences in this life shape our opinions and our actions. This fascination led to me earning a Bachelor of Science in Psychology from Muskingum University. In my experiences of working with others, whether it be in church, in Boy Scouts, on a sports team, or now being in the workforce, I see that we all have been affected at some point by mental illness. I would say that most of us in this room today have either been impacted themselves, had a coworker impacted, a family member, or even a close friend struggle. First, I would like to define some terms. The American Psychiatric Association defines mental health as involving effective functioning in daily activities resulting in productive areas such as work, school, or caregiving, healthy relationships, and the ability to adapt and cope with adversity. Mental illness refers collectively to all diagnosable mental health disorders or mental disorders. Health conditions involving significant changes in thinking, emotion, or behavior, and distress or problems functioning in social work or family activities. Unfortunately, mental illness is common. Each year, nearly one in five United States adults experience some form of mental illness. This is not just an issue that has one clear solution. Mental illness can be a biological issue, something that you're born with, It can be an issue based on a tragedy or bad situation that we've experienced. It can present itself later in our lives, suddenly. It can also be a spiritual issue that is caused by our own sin and shortcomings. Thankfully, the gospel is powerful enough to heal all these wounds. For it is God who defines true health. He values spiritual wellness above all else. That is the part of us which goes on into eternity. Mental health 
the capacity to think, reason, and learn assist the spiritual condition. As was just read in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, he promises to us a sound mind through Jesus Christ. Mental illness can stem from a biological or personal traumatic event. Our earthly bodies are prone to failing us as we age, and that even from birth, we can develop problems and disabilities that impact our mental health. My nephew Connor was born with autism, and when thinking about him, I was drawn to the passage where Jesus heals a man born blind. If you could please turn your Bibles to John chapter 9, verses 1 through 3. As he passed by, he saw a man blind from birth, and his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus replied, It was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. Anyone that knows Connor or knows someone that was born with a disability, knows that God's love and grace is on full display in them every single day. For anyone born with a disability, God knows that he made them. If you would please turn to Exodus chapter 4. We see in this chapter that Moses is talking to God and he is receiving his tasks before he goes out to uh, set the Israelites free. In verse 10, Moses tells God that he is not eloquent and that he is slow of speech and tongue. God then asks Moses in verse 11, Who has made man's mouth? Who makes him mute or deaf or seeing or blind? Is it not I, the Lord? For these individuals, God made them, God knows them, and God will save them. Many conditions, such as depression, anxiety, bipolar disorder, or schizophrenia, typically develop in a person around or before the age of 24. Conditions such as Alzheimer's disease typically develops much later in a person's life. There are also conditions such as post-traumatic stress disorder or PTSD that occur in people who have experienced or witnessed a traumatic event such as a natural disaster, a serious accident, a terrorist act, war, combat, rape, or other violent personal assault. These conditions can all be a great hindrance to a person's day-to-day -day activities and impact their lives. Because of this, it is good to take preventative steps such as therapy or even medical interventions 
to help bring ourselves back into good mental health. Isaiah chapter 38 talks about how King Hezekiah prayed to God, and through his faithfulness, God agreed to extend his life. In verse 21, Isaiah uses elements from the earth to cure Hezekiah's illness. Taking medication for a mental illness doesn't show a lack of faith in the ability of the Lord to sustain us through the suffering. Rather, it may allow some to experience God with more clarity. Psalms chapter 34 verse 18 says, The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Isaiah chapter 43 verse 2 states, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. It's important to know that when diagnosed with any of these mental health conditions, God provides comfort to the suffering and meets the needs of the brokenhearted. For these individuals, God made them, God knows them, and God will walk with them through their daily struggles. Sin can be the cause of a person's despair, addiction, substance abuse, or other classified mental illness. Satan is always trying to deceive us and make us stumble in our paths to righteousness. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8 states, Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary the devil prowls like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. When confronted with our sin and the wrong that we have done, this can have a huge impact on our mental state and can sometimes feel overwhelming. We see the earthly consequences our sin can have on us when David is confronted with his affair with Bathsheba and the murder of her husband. If you would, please turn your Bibles to Psalm 51. We can see in this psalm the anguish and pain that David is suffering. Verse 3 says, For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. David is recognizing here that he has done wrong in the sight of God. In verse 7, he asks, Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. He knows that God is the only one that can cleanse his soul. Then in verse 10, he asks of God, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Here, David is asking God to help him to cleanse his heart and give him a right spirit so that he can be healed and obey God the rest of his life. David knew, as should we, that God is the only one we can turn to to receive forgiveness of our sins. In 
It's important to remember that while we may experience the earthly consequences of our sin, we know that those who have placed their trust in Christ have freedom from condemnation of their sins. Romans chapter 8 verse 1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. In these life struggles and moments of grief where we fall short, we must remember the power of Christ and what he does for us. Through Jesus, we have a path to salvation. If you would, please turn in your Bibles to 1 John chapter 1. I will begin in verse 7 and read through to chapter 2, verse 2. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. My little children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. He is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. There is no reason to despair when we fall short because Jesus died so that we could receive the gift of eternal life in heaven to be sinless, blameless in the sight of God. For those who are suffering from their own sin, we must remember that God made them, God knows them, and through Jesus Christ, God will forgive them. So what can we do as a body of believers to help others struggling with mental illness? The first thing we need to do is recognize that mental illness exists and it can affect any one of us. Whether someone is born with a mental illness, develops one during their life, goes through a traumatic experience, or sins against others or against God. We should lift them up and offer our help when it is needed. It's important to look around the room and ask each other how we are doing and always take into consideration that there could be an inner battle that someone is fighting at any time. Sometimes all it takes is to just listen to someone, let them know that it's going to be all right, that they're important that you're there for them, that you love them. The church is and should be a place of safety where we can rally behind anyone who is struggling to get them the help that they need. Galatians chapter 6, verse 2 says, 
bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. For those out here who are struggling with their own mental health, I implore you to talk to someone. Many people who have a mental illness do not want to talk about it. They are ashamed of it. Problems are not addressed and can become worse and worse until sometimes it's too late. Mental illness is nothing to be ashamed of. Mental health conditions are treatable through therapy, medical interventions, and most importantly, the gospel. Remember, in your darkest times, the God is the gospel that gives us identity. If you could all turn to Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 through 7, please. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace with which he has blessed us in the Beloved. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace. True healing is always rooted in hope. If a person has hope, they can be made whole inside. Whether or not the infirmity of the flesh persists, the spirit is promised wellness through Jesus Christ. God made us God knows us, and God, through his Son, Jesus Christ, will never forsake us. I ask anyone in this room tonight, if you're struggling in your life with your mental health, if you need to repent of your sins, if you just need someone to talk to and to pray with you, I ask that you come forward so that we can get you the help and the healing that you need. Remember that the Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. He knows those who take refuge in him. God is the great physician. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. If you're not a child of God, we can help you with that today. Earlier I stated that those who are in Christ have freedom from condemnation of their sins. But to be in Christ you must first be baptized into Christ. Mark chapter 16, verse 16 says, Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. Romans chapter 6, verses 3 through 8, states those who are in Christ. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like this, we shall certainly be united with him 
and a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin for one who has died has been set free from sin. In baptism, we are buried in water just as Christ was buried in death. In the water, we are cleansed by the Holy Spirit of all our sin and we rise up out of the water a new person, sinless, as Christ rose from the grave. There's no better moment than right now to become a part of his family, receive true healing, and receive the blessing of everlasting life with him in heaven. If you have any need, please come forward as we stand and sing.